3: Welcome to Too Good To Be True, and welcome everyone to the show, and of course thank you to all the listeners. Are you ready for a really interesting show about crop circles? Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it.
4: Yes, we choose a subject, then research it, and based on that research we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer the questions. At the end of the process, we have psychic insight into a subject. At that point, it's a question of individual belief. Can you go through the disclaimers?
3: Here are the disclaimers again. Neither of us claims to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We are not botanists or biophysicists, which would be helpful for today's topic. We relate information we find through some research and psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have time to present exhaustive research on any topic. There will be information that we do miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out to be too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given. Much of the subject matter in shows will have already been covered again and again in other shows. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are also not very good with pronouncing names and we apologize for anything we do mispronounce. And today is our exciting subject of crop circles.
4: Yeah, you chose the topic, Justina. It's a tough subject for radio. We don't have pictures or videos. Uh, This is an interesting choice, especially as my family lived in Wiltshire, England for many years. So why crop circles?
3: Well, Dad, if you remember correctly, it was a joint decision between the two of us. You asked what we should discuss for an upcoming show, and I suggested crop circles. Then we both agreed it's a fascinating subject. You never mention ever seeing one, but you mentioned Stonehenge and Avery stone circles quite often. I like the subject because how they are created is either explained as an action of pranksters using boards and rope or by technology that is beyond our comprehension.
4: Yeah, let's give a quick overview of what circles are. They don't just appear in Wiltshire. They have appeared on almost every continent and in Over 70 countries worldwide included the United States, Canada, Australia, Brazil, Russia, India, Germany and South Africa. Many form near ancient sites. Wheelchair is one of the world's most famous ancient sites in Stonehenge. And we haven't mentioned the crops themselves, but wheat and barley and rapeseed, which is similar to canola, apparently are the most common plant types.
3: So I have been to England a few times, and Dad, you never actually took me to Stonehenge, since you said it would be very boring to look at these rocks. But I think after this show, I'd actually like to visit there and see them in person. You have talked about Avery being more interesting than Stonehenge, and a few people outside of Britain seem to have heard of it or even went and visited there. With the subject of crop circles hitting the news decades ago, you must remember when the subject all started as a news item.
4: Yeah, when I lived in Wiltshire, there wasn't any social media to report their occurrences. Uh, later in the early 90s, I remember te- television documentaries about crop circles with paranormal investigator Colin Andrews making a case for an advanced technology explanation. Actually, Colin Andrews invented the name crop circles after first seeing one in July 1983. Uh, if memory serves at the time, it was a bake-off between the believers of pranksters and Colin Andrews. And the majority at the time seemed to believe the pranksters, not Colin. When interviewed on television, Colin seemed to be in a minority of one. And at the time, pranksters Doug Bower and Dave Chorley claimed that they created about 200 crop circles. Now, there now appears to be a lot of science involved in the study of crop circles. But we are still led to believe that infamous pranksters, Doug and Dave, or copycats, made them all overnight using some basic implements. As Wiltshire, England is a real focus for crop circles, why don't you provide some background on the area, Justina?
3: Yes. Counties in England are a bit different from counties in the United States. They are known as shires, which sounds like it's straight out of The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings movies. There are 48 of them in England. From the east, northern Wiltshire is separated from greater London by the county of Berkshire. Wiltshire is towards the west of central southern England and is totally landlocked. Wiltshire is largely agricultural, except in its northeast corner, and covers 1,350 square miles. The two places of interest strongly associated with crop circles are, of course, Stonehenge, but Avery also, which has the largest stone circle in Europe. Most people know about Stonehenge, But, Dad, why don't you describe just a little bit of it here?
4: Yes, um, Stonehenge is a major destination for tourists and is towards the south of the county, about eight miles north of the city of Salisbury, on what is known as Salisbury Plain. Salisbury Plain is a large chalk plateau, largely used by the military. To be a city in Britain, you need to have a cathedral, but not necessarily have a large area. Salisbury only has a population of about 40,000, so stonehenge is out in the boonies.
3: And before the break, we were discussing a little bit about Stonehenge and what Stonehenge actually is. So, Dad, can you continue with this, please?
4: Yeah, I was about to start a quote from Wikipedia, and uh, you were saying I talk more about Avery. Well, there's two pubs in Avery, and what I recall, there was none at Stonehenge. So that Mm -hmm. may be the reason. But anyway, in Wikipedia, Stonehenge is described as follows, and I quote, Stonehenge consists of a ring of standing stones, with each standing stone around 4.1 meters, which is 13 feet high, 2.1 meters, 6 foot 11 inches wide, and weighing around 25 tons. The stones are set within earthworks in the middle of the most dense complex of Neolithic and Bronze Age monuments in England, including several hundred, hundred burial mounds. Archaeologists believe it was constructed from 3,000 BC to 2,000 BC. The surrounding circular earth bank and ditch, which constitute the earliest phase of the monument, have been dated about 3,100 BC. Uh, Radiocarbon dating suggests that the first bluestones were raised between 2,400 and 2,200 BC, although they may have been at the site as early as 3,000 years BC. What the article doesn't mention is that there is a superhenge um, buried nearby. Uh, This was recently discovered by the University of Bradford, England. And there are about 100 stone monoliths buried about one metre or three feet below the surface. Also, the British government is currently proposing building an underground tunnel near Stonehenge as a road improvement. I don't understand why they need a tunnel and I don't understand why they need to build it there. Uh, Justina, can you describe Avery from available information information from the internet? It wasn't far from my home. I used to like visiting it.
3: Yes, and I'm going to quote from Wikipedia as follows. Constructed over several hundred years ago in the third millennium BC during the Neolithic or New Stone Age, the monument comprises a large henge, a bank and ditch, with a large outer stone circle and separates two smaller stone circles situated inside the center of the monument. Its original purpose is unknown, although archaeologists believe that it was most likely used for some form of ritual or ceremony. Avery is located about six miles from the town of, and Dad, you might have to help me, I might butcher this, but Marlborough, is that correct? Correct. Which is towards the northeast of Wiltshire. In gardening, if you've heard of loams, mixtures of sand and clay, or marls, mixtures of chalk and clay, apparently that's where the marl comes from. You've been to both places, Dad. Can you say a little bit more about them?
4: Yes, starting with Stonehenge, the, the stones are aligned with the sun's rays at sunrise at the summer solstice and aligned with the sunset at the winter solstice. Southwestern England does get a decent amount of sunshine, unlike other parts of Britain. I might get in trouble for that. Anyway, the site is next to the busy A303 road and is fenced off. If you look from the road at a decent angle, there is only countryside behind it. You sort of look at it for several minutes, think it's really cool, and then leave. Avery makes for more of a visit. It is much, it's a much larger site, and basically it's a pleasant village that happens to have large standing stones in and around it. There aren't any fences. You just walk around and then have lunch in the pub if you wish. Just down the road across the busy A4 Trunk Road is Silbury Hill, an ancient chalk mound that is about 130 feet high. I remember Silbury Hill being excavated with reportedly nothing ever being found. If you have only time to visit one or the other site, I would choose Avery over Stonehenge. There is more in my opinion to experience. Uh, When I visited Stonehenge years ago, you could actually walk in around the stones. Uh, Getting back to crop circles, how exactly are they associated with Stonehenge and Avery?
3: It seems hard to get complete statistics on incidences on crop circles, but this is what Wikipedia had to say, and I quote, The number of crop circles has substantially increased from the 1970s to current times. There has been little scientific study of them. Circles in the United Kingdom are not spread randomly across the landscape, but appear near roads, areas of medium to dense population, and cultural heritage monuments such as Stonehenge or Avery. Earlier in the same article, there's the following statement, and again I quote, Although obscure natural causes or alien origins of crop circles are suggested by fringe theorists, there is no scientific evidence for such explanations, and all crop circles are consistent with human causation, End quote. Another source, the Smithsonian's dedicated webpage, dated back to December 15, 2009, starts with an account of doug bauer and his colleague dave corley with their prank in 1976 or maybe it was 1978 according to what wikipedia has to say whatever year it was doug and dave over a drink in a pub decided it would be a great idea to fake to create a fake ufo landing site at the time that part of wiltshire had been a hot spot for ufo sightings and apparently it still is Then the webpage is rather dismissive about the entire subject and debunks all the various paranormal explanations. There is a picture of a simple design crop circle from 2009, which looks like it could have been man-made. Dad, why don't you tell us about Colin Andrews? He's an engineer like you and speaks a little bit like you.
4: Yeah, I looked up Colin Andrews in Wikipedia and could only find a webpage that looked like it was in German, which I thought was a bit odd as I recall him being quite well known. So I checked out what Colin's website, and this is what he had to say, and I quote, He has publicly stated since the late 1980s that the phenomenon indicates a future period of human chaos. The period indicated supported by current trends can be changed with human awareness, and he believes that there are serious eco-political implications and that the future direction of the planet is at the center of the phenomenon of crop circles. In the final analysis, Andrews believes the phenomenon is challenging people to a higher level of consciousness. So he doesn't seem to be in it for the business of making anything commercial out of his research. And the fact is he has self-funded much of his, uh, much of his research. Assuming there is a paranormal aspect of crop circles, it appears that some superior intelligence is attempting to guide us without breaking the prime directive of changing human history. In other words, mankind may be given the dots to connect, but it's our free will to connect them. Raising consciousness seems to be a common goal of many paranormal researchers. What more has Colin Andrews got to say about crop circles?
3: Since he started his studies, he stated that crop circles have become more intricate. Starting in the 70s, they were much simpler. He has studied plant analysis, the magnetic field of the Earth, meteorology, geology, astrology, and astronomy. He has looked beyond wheelchair England and now studies crop circles all over the globe, although most most of his research is still centered around central southern England. His bio states, and I quote, his research results indicate that the intelligence behind the phenomenon is interacting with both crop circle researchers and many of the people who make the hoax.
4: Yeah, Paddy Greer, who seems to eclipse Colin Andrews as a prominent crop circle spokesperson, believes that intelligence is even behind the work of hoaxers. patty is in, has interesting things to say about Avery and Stonehenge, including that nobody seems to know how old they are. She talks about ley lines as well and mentions that Avery is the epicenter of four crop circles. Uh, patty is an award-winning filmmaker and has made eleven, eight has made eight, sorry. DVDs on the subject of crop circles. Can you explain what ley lines are? Uh, Paddy has made a connection between ley lines and ancient sites in Wiltshire.
3: Ley lines, that's ley, L-E-Y, can be described as an invisible energy grid that covers the entire planet. They are apparently geometric relationships between prehistoric structures all over the world. Avery happens to be at the intersection of two of the most prominent ley lines in Europe, the Michael and the Mary lines. Stonehenge and Avery are connected by a ley line, according to Wikipedia, and I quote, their existence was suggested in 1921 by the amateur archaeologist Alfred Watkins, whose book, The The Old Straight Track, brought the alignments to the attention to the wider public, end quote. So being on a ley line or close to one is an important factor. But what else does Patty Greer have to say that explains where crop circles are actually found.
4: Yeah, underwater, uh, water sources are also essential. Crop circles are almost always above an aquifer. Uh, both Avery and Stonehenge are both sited on top of underground water. Both Stonehenge and Avery are also assumed to be sites of ancient ritual, with apparently disagreement for just how ancient. Uh, Patty Greer has had a rough time with her quest to better understand crop circles. She has lost friends and has used much of her own financial resources. It all started for her when visiting a crop circle near Avery for healing a condition she attributed to mercury fillings. Her intuition had compelled her to visit Wiltshire. Uh, Patty has filmed orbs or balls of light creating crop circles. Two orbs apparently working together have been filmed real-time making crop circles For her efforts, she has had her website disabled repeatedly. Uh, Patty has theorized that many crop circles depict propulsion technology. Uh, The images resemble propellers and other mechanical parts of advanced technology vehicles. Circles contain messages in the universal language of art and math, and if the required analysis were available, they could provide immensely important information for the human race. Patty believes that the Earth human consciousness and extraterrestrial beings have been co-communicating crop circle messages for centuries. Yes, the Earth has an entity that can, be, can communicate. What, that is a fascinating concept.
3: Patty Greer has worked with the late biophysicist, William Levingood, who investigated crop circles for 25 years. Levingood's team reverse engineered devices that mimic energy waves or frequencies able to create crop circles. An authentic, not man-made crop circle, they believe, is created by something called a plasma vortex, which is like a tornado of different types and kinds of energy. There is a famous quote from Nikola Tesla, and I quote, If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Possibly Tesla had the type of mind that was needed to correctly analyze crop circles. Patty believes that crop circles are created from below rather than from above. This belief raises all sorts of questions, including how is the earth actually involved?
4: Yeah, you mentioned the name William Levengood, who passed away in 2013. Also a scientist, uh, uh, as a scientist rather, Lefty Levengood wrote peer-reviewed articles on the subject of crop circles, His investigation started in 1990 when he and his wife saw a television show on crop circles. He then had plant samples from crop circles and controls sent to him from England to his lab in in Michigan. With John A. Burke and Nancy Talbot, the informal BLT research team was formed in
3: 1992. So, this team... Oh, Dad, it looks like I completely just lost my place. Could you continue a little bit here?
4: Oh, sure. The BLT research team, which uh, continues the work started by the three original founders, has a website that includes a wealth of scientific information. Uh, The science strongly suggests that plants and crop circles are not flattened by Dougs and Daves with boards. Uh, Colin Andrews, who we've talked about earlier, seems to be having an ongoing argument regarding the validity, rather, of some of the BLT science. With neither of us being being plant biologists, it's a little difficult to follow the discussion. I think it's best to summarize typical characteristics of plants removed from crop circles but before we do that, uh, start on that, we may be coming up to a break fairly soon.
3: Yes, um, after the break here let's actually talk about a little bit more about crop circles and actually talk about how they appear. Welcome back to too good to be true and before the break dad you were talking about the blt research team and we were talking about the actual characteristics of plants and what these characteristics of plants actually are from the crop circles since they're really quite interesting so could you continue with this
4: sure and uh
0: Don't wait. Visit Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save.
4: In summarizing this, I I just copped out. I went to David Platt's website because he seems to have uh, covered all the scientific information very well. And uh, I couldn't imagine doing any better than David. Anyway, um, here's the first quote from his website. Uh, in authentic crop circles, the flattened plants are largely undamaged and tend to continue growing, whereas in hoax circles, the stalks are generally broken, crushed, and often killed. The stalks of flattened vegetation in genuine circles are bent at angles of up to 90 degrees and are often laid out in strikingly intricate and, off- and beautifully woven fashion. Circular components of a design are usually swirled clockwise or anti-clockwise from a center point outwards. But instead of a swirl going round and round out from the center in a tight spiral, as tends to be the case in man made formations, it often flows widely outwards, sometimes in a distinct S shape. Spars are often made of thin strips, not three feet wide swaths, as when planks or golden ro- or garden rollers are used. Where different flows merge, the plants tend to be plaited over and over over and under suggesting that all plants have collapsed in opposing directions
3: simultaneously. I will continue the quote since I cannot summarize it any better either. So, the center of a spiral of a crop is often marked by a bare area of soil or a hole in the middle of the whorl of stems and is frequently offset from the mathematical center, sometimes by several feet. In some formations, individual stems have been drawn into the outer edges of circles from behind standing crop, which clearly precludes the use of physical implements. The direction of crop flow is often different from the top layer of flattened crop. Multi-tiered, multi-directional layering has ne- never been replicated by the use of feet, plants, garden rollers, or plastic pipes. End quote. Later in his website, he also states this, and I'll quote again. Biophysicist William Levinggood and a number of other researchers have discovered that the flattened plants frequently have enlarged noids, the little knuckles along the stems of the corn-like plants, and sometimes have explosion cap- cavities in the same areas, where moisture seems to have exploded outwards. Seed germination trials have shown that when the formation occurs in immature crop, the seedlings usually do not develop or their growth is severely reduced. But if the formation occurs in a more mature crop, the seed grows at up to five times the normal rate.
4: Yeah, Just a clarification, in Britain, corn-type plants refers to types of cereals like wheat or barley and not sweet corn or or corn as known in North America. Uh, I will continue quoting from David's website. Strange substances, such as jelly-like or powdery deposits, are sometimes found on the plants and soil inside crop circles. Powdery deposits that have been identified include high-purity silicon dioxide, magnesium oxide, and magnetite, which is magnetic iron ore. The latter may be meteor, meteor, meteor dust, which is constantly drifting down through the atmosphere to the Earth's surface. Concentration in circles up to six hundred is in, in crop circles is up to six hundred times higher than the normal normal value, indicating the presence of strong magnetic fields around crop circles. Uh, the same website has some interesting statistics for crop circles, I'll continue. In total, over ten thousand crop formations have been documented worldwide. Over seven hundred of them appear in nineteen ninety one. Of the 229 formations reported from around the world in 2004, 33.9% of them have appeared in England, where crop circles tend to cluster around sacred megalithic sites such as Stonehenge, Avery and Silbury Hill. Other countries with crop circles include Germany, 13.2%, the United States, 9.2%, the Czech Republic, 8.4%, and Italy, 8.4%.
3: There seems to be no getting away from Stonehenge, Avery, and Silbury Hill. It is a challenge without graphics, but I think it would be a good idea to talk about one or two notable crop circles. The first one is called the Julia Set, which looks like the letter G, made of different circles of different sizes. So you can think of a letter G and all these circles making up the G. From David Plate's website regarding this crop circle created near Stonehenge in Wiltshire, On July 7th, 1996, and I quote, This 115 meter wide spiral, that's about 375 feet, of 151 circles, appeared in broad daylight in full view of a busy road, just opposite Stonehenge, within a 15 minute time window, according to testimony from pilots, a farmer, a security guard, and motorists that called the police. A professional surveying engineer said it would take him about, full two, about two full days to lay out this design.
4: Yeah, also, I remember a Led Zeppelin album cover with a crop circle. The album was Led Zeppelin Remasters, which was a box set. The crop circle from 1990, 1990 the same year as the album. Uh, the crop circle formation appeared on July the 12th of that year in Eastfield, Alton Barnes, Wiltshire. It consisted of swirled circles, concentric rings, keys, spurs and coffin-like boxes, all linked together by a long corridor of flattened crop. Alton Barnes is about six miles from Avery.
3: I think there's one final item to discuss is how long ago did the first crop circle actually was reported and discovered? According to paranormal researcher David Wilcock, it was in the year 815 AD in France. Apparently, people in this time believed in cloud ships, and I might butcher this name, but Magnoa, is that right?
4: Magnolia, yep. Yeah.
3: That flattened crops into circles as a ransom to protect against bad weather. Well, with that little insight, I think it's time to start on the actual psychic insight.
4: Yes, I think uh, the, uh, what is it, the cloud shifts <laughs> I think we're uh, where we want to be. So I'll yeah. start the questions <laughs> Uh, What was the original purpose of Stonehenge?
3: So Stonehenge serves as a monument and a communication. So you can think of it as a place marker for more. So as some theories suggest, the ground underneath it is actually very important and is also a communication. So you can think of it kind of like a wooden puzzle where if you put all the keys together for the puzzle, it actually has a very powerful message.
4: What is the message?
3: We cannot tell you exactly what the message says. So we can tell you it's something about the earth and will be unlocked when more self-love to the earth actually comes. So you can think of it kind of like a goal to get to it when the earth is treated more properly.
4: When was Stonehenge built?
3: So, it was built a very long time ago. In human years, it would have been about thirty to 35,000 years ago.
4: Who built Stonehenge?
3: So, it was actually built by some, you could say, higher vibrational beings that actually made the stones themselves out of the earth and then there is a hidden part underneath which you can think of that you have to unlock the puzzle to be able to access what is underneath and why the soil and ground is so important but these higher vibrational beings basically took it upon themselves in a group setting to build Stonehenge so future humans could see it.
4: Where did the giant quarried stones come from to build Stonehenge?
3: They actually came from a cave that is from a faraway place. And the stones were, you could say, carried to the spot that they were now. But they were all chiseled out using their technology.
4: How did the creators of Stonehenge place place stones and lift stones into position?
3: This goes back to them being higher vibrational beings and them having, let's just say, they had different technology. Going back to Atlantis and all that, it was different technology that doesn't exist now.
4: Does Stonehenge have a hidden message for us today? Yes. Who built the Superhenge buried near Stonehenge?
3: The same people.
4: When was the Superhenge built?
3: This was actually built after about 5,000 years after Stonehenge.
4: What was the purpose of the Superhenge?
3: It is also to communicate a message once the puzzle is solved.
4: Where did the stones come from for the Superhenge?
3: A place near where the stones for Stonehenge came.
4: Why does the British government want to build a tunnel near Stonehenge?
3: To investigate the ground and underneath soil, underneath Stonehenge.
4: What was the original purpose of the Avebury Stone Circles?
3: Communication.
4: When were the Avebury Stone Circles built?
3: About the same time as Stonehenge.
4: Who built the Avebury Stone Circles?
3: The same people who built Stonehenge.
4: Where did the giant quarried stones come from to create the Avebury Stone Circles?
3: From again a faraway place, so you can think of it as the Earth as a very different place, and basically almost a cave system where the stone came from. You can think of the cave with different cliffs inside, and the rocks were chiseled out of these.
4: How did the creators of, Avery, of the Avery Stone Circles place the stones?
3: Again, by using their special technology.
4: What is the purpose of Silbury
3: Hill? That is more, you could say, it is hard to explain, but it is basically for the earth to communicate outwards, if that makes sense.
4: Who built Silbury Hill?
3: It was built by the earth.
4: When was Silbury Hill built?
3: About 2,000 years ago, 220,000 years ago.
4: When excavated in modern times, why was nothing reported as being found in Silbury Hill?
3: Because there is nothing there originally.
4: Uh, what are ley lines? Are they part of an invisible energy grid surrounding the planet?
3: Yes and no. So yes, you could say an invisible grid, but they are also, you could say, in a way, a communication tool.
4: Why are crop circles found near ley lines in location where there is underground water?
3: So, this is the easiest for them to actually get to the Earth's surface. So, these lines are used because the crop circles can actually surface to the Earth's surface.
4: Why are crop circles found near sites supposed to be associated with ancient rituals?
3: Because the energy there is higher Any different things such as Stonehenge were placed there for communication. So it all goes back to communicating.
4: Why are so many crop circles associated with Avery and elsewhere in Wiltshire?
3: We're about to get to commercial break here, Dad. So I think we should hold on to that question and we should have the insight when we come back here. What do you think?
4: I think that's a good idea. Um, I I really enjoy Avery.
5: Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on Internet streaming. Everybody has heard about Internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the Internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been how do you do it? Well, now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you.
3: Welcome back to you, too good to be true. And before the break, we were actually going through the psychic insight. And Dad, you were asking questions, and I was providing the psychic insight. So why don't you repeat the last question about Avery and Wiltshire?
4: Yes. Um, why are so many corrupt circles associated with Avery and elsewhere in Wiltshire?
3: So this has to be very high energy, and is somewhere a lot of people could possibly be drawn to in the future so it is planned out ahead of time it is also not in a major city where there are buildings and different technology there so if you think of somewhere like new york city there is nowhere for crop circles to appear because of all the things humans have placed there
4: Have the Earth, human consciousness, and extraterrestrials been co-communicating crop circle messages for centuries? Yes. Does the Earth have consciousness? Yes. Are crop circles created by a plasma vortex, which is like a tornado of different kinds of energies?
3: Yes and no. We would not call it a plasma vortex, but yes, it is created by energy and this different energy. So as you know, the Earth has major abilities where the Earth has a mind of its own. Think about an earthquake. An earthquake occurs because of the Earth.
4: Where does this energy, this vibrational force come from?
3: Inside the Earth. So going back to your other question, think about tornadoes or earthquakes or different natural disasters. There has to be this energy that comes together and is emitted.
4: Are crop circles created from below rather than above? Yes. Are UFOs associated with the creation of crop circles?
3: Yes and no. Some UFOs are actually attracted to the crop circles, trying to communicate and read the message. So yes, they show up sometimes, but no, they are not what actually creates them.
4: How does seed from crop circles grow faster than seeds from outside of crop circles?
3: Because the underneath energy that is coming up makes the soil better for different living things. As you know, seeds are living in its own little way, so they are attracted to this place. And because of that energy, they can grow way better.
4: What causes deposits and changes to the soil in crop circles?
3: So... You can think of it as Mother Earth's energy. So think of a tornado. All of that energy is together, and tornadoes are not necessarily bad. If there are no humans in that area, the tornado would just go through and the energy would dissolve. The issue comes when humans are there also. So going back to your question, basically, that energy is there and is very positive energy. And the crop circles are not something to be afraid of. And if someone is higher, higher vibrational being or is conscious, they are going to go to the crop circle and they will feel the different energy.
4: What is the message of the Julia set crop circle that appeared at Stonehenge in
3: 1996? So, this basically goes back to consciousness. ...and there is a deeper meaning. So, this is basically a message... ...about the change of technology and pollution... ...and other negative things. So, as you know, basically, things started going downhill... ...and very quickly. This was basically a message to warn people... ...that if they didn't take care of their planet it would not have such a good outcome.
4: What was the message of the crop circle, which appeared near April in 1990, pictured on the cover of the Led Zeppelin album box set?
3: So this goes back again to consciousness and the deeper message to the album cover, which is actually communicating that music has its own consciousness that helps people become more conscious. So you can even think about it in terms of going to a concert and where, in a way, your consciousness changes with the different music, the beat of the drums, the bass, everything. And you could say you feel like you are in a different, you could even say a different frequency. So that is why they choose this. So it's basically about awakening and consciousness.
4: What messages are contained in other crop circles?
3: So they vary but some are about the increasing human's ability to love each other and the planet they are on. So think about when you build a house. If the earth and the foundation were not there, then you cannot even build the house. Think about food. Oh, food comes from earth in some form. So even people who eat plants are eating these life forms in a way from the earth. People who eat animals are eating these things from the earth so a lot of it is communicating that the earth is getting harmed and it's time to step up and care about the environment if you think about it even back in the 60s and 70s there was a lot more awareness for the earth and then people stopped caring
4: can we raise our consciousness through studying crop circles
3: yes and also feeling more connected to the world we live in think about even basically you step outside you are stepping onto living things, including the Earth. The Earth provides basically all needs for humans. You can think about it back even to your questions about rituals. When people do rituals, it has positive energy and positive results, and the Earth will feel this positive energy. But when you do something negative, such as pouring your toxic waste onto Earth, the Earth is also affected by that. You can even think of Chernobyl, that the toxic waste had to go somewhere and was absorbed into the earth and the plants and the animals had to adapt to major change.
4: The orbs are balls of light that communicate together to create the crop circles. Is that how crop circles are created?
3: Yes, through energy.
4: Okay, uh, are, are all the explanations too good to be true?
3: I think that depends on what you're prepared to believe.
4: Okay, I'll try and break down um, this information as best I can, as time permits. Um, Stonehenge was a built was built about 30,000 or 35,000 years ago. Stonehenge was built as a monument and to provide a message. If we loved and treated planet Earth properly, we might become able to understand the message. I think love means the golden rule of doing it unto others as you would expect them to do unto you. Uh, Stonehenge was made by higher... Up vibrational beings with underneath more secrets to be unlocked. The stones were chiseled or quarried at a faraway place. The same higher vibrational beings built the nearby Superhenge, but 5,000 years after Stonehenge. The British government wants to build a road tunnel near Stonehenge to investigate the ground beneath it. The Avery, Bo- Avery stone circles were created by the same beings as created Stonehenge at about the same time and the same purpose to provide a message. Silbury Hill was built by the earth about 20,000 years ago and does not contain anything such as ancient relics. Ley lines are an invisible grid and a communication tool. Crop circles are created near or on ley lines and where there is underground water because both those influences make it easier for them to be created. Crop circles are often near sites of ancient rituals which have energy And by being at ancient sites, there is also communication. Many crop circles are associated with Avery and other locations in Wiltshire because there is a high energy and a place that won't be disturbed by urban development. That was planned a long time ago. The earth has consciousness. Crop circles are created from below rather than above. Crop circles are created by energy from the earth with balls of light communicating together, creating the crop circles. UFOs do not create crop circles. Some visit to communicate and read messages. Seeds from crop circles can grow faster because they have received energy. Deposits within crop circles and the experience of energy by persons with higher vibration or higher consciousness are due to the energy within crop circles. The messages in crop circles are for humans to love each other and love the earth. We depend on the earth to be alive, obviously. The Julius Set Crop Circle warned about pollution and harm to the Earth. The crop circle on the cover of the Led Zeppelin album tells us that music has its own consciousness, and it helps people to to become more conscious. We feel we feel more connected to but to the Earth we live on by studying crop circles.
3: Well, that's a lot of information and a lot to take in. But I just want to mention here, we're going to be wrapping up soon, but I just want to mention where listeners can actually contact us and become involved and even provide ideas for future shows. So listeners at home, you can go to xzbn.net. And if you go to there, you can find our information to email us and time to listen. And this is a lot to take in a lot of information, but we want to know what you think. And if anyone's went and seen a crop circle, if anyone's been to England and visited these places, we would love to hear from you.
4: Yes, uh, I'm not a spokesperson for the Avery Tourist uh, Association (laughs) by any means. Um, I just want to mention, I've got time, a little bit of synchronicity when we were doing this. For some reason, I mentioned the Lord of the Rings being associated with the term shires, meaning, I guess, counties in England. Um, I mentioned Led Zeppelin, and it turns out, I believe, I think I read it somewhere, that um, Led Zeppelin got some of their inspiration from uh, Tolkien's books, uh, The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So I thought that was quite interesting. And do you got anything to say about Paddy Greer and and Colin Andrews, Justina?
3: Um, Just one thing I want to mention, it was kind of funny, because Rob McConnell actually interviewed Paddy Greer on the X-Zone radio network. And we actually started researching this right before. And then this happened where she's on being interviewed. So it was kind of funny. And it's also very interesting that the psychic insight agrees a lot with what the different researchers said with Colin Andrews and Patty Greer. But I just want to go ahead and thank you to to all the listeners today for listening. And I hope everyone has a wonderful week.
0: Don't wait. Visit sono, slash Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. com slash save.